You want, you want to know what I'm saying? I want to know what you're saying. Dude, I don't know if you're ready for what I'm saying. I already know what you're going to say, but you, okay, just go ahead and say it so everyone else knows what okay. you're going to say. I have the privilege, all right? Not the right, the privilege to say to you right now that we're going to have to get to talk to Hannah Wicklin. Do you know? Okay, okay. I can see from your face you don't understand what I'm talking about. Hannah Wicklin of Hannah Wicklin and the Stepping Stones? Yes. You pleb. Hannah Wicklin. <laughs> don't call me that. Yeah, you're a pleb. Hannah Wicklin is a, a Wundekin. She's been touring since she's like been, what, 16? What were you doing when you were 16? Playing World of Warcraft. Yeah, you were playing video games. World of Mountain, Warcraft. Playing yeah. World of Warcraft. Twiddling your thumbs up your butt. While Hannah Wicklin was out there grinding in the music scene, all right, and she's had some, ex- she's had more experience in music than any of us, which is sad but true. But that's why talking to her was so great, because she really shaped us up. You know, she made me feel bad about what I was doing with my life. <laughs> <laughs> and she's really great conversation. Uh, learn a lot of things about you know what it's like to tour, how how to make money, how to be a professional musician what a crazy kind of life it is and uh i was really glad to hear her talk and play so here's hannah wicklin thank you for listening to save that podcast this show is intended for a mature audience listener discretion is advised now without further ado let's get this shit show rolling Even though we stressed you out earlier. Yeah, Hannah yeah. braved Nashville traffic to Murfreesboro during rush hour to come and be on our podcast. I think so the hardest part was just finding diesel. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I forgot I'm in the country. That's what I was But I say. forgot Nashville, it's like one in seven gas stations, I think. That's what it feels like. If you'd have come a little bit further, like Murfreesboro, there's diesel everywhere because it's all red. You should just start making your own biodiesel in your garage or something. I've been cooking one up. You, you probably have time no. for that in oh, between okay. tours. Let, here, I was we, like, "Wow, that's we got way ahead of oh, ourselves." Yeah. <laughs> let's uh, let's segue into a perfect uh, little transition here. We're talking about time, time management. Now, one oh. thing that we've gotten a lot from all the artists who come on is that uh, you have to wear so many freaking hats these days to be an artist in 2019. So, like, how much of your time do you split just thinking about social media or self promotion? Uh, just like all the, the nit, nitty gritty business stuff. Unfortunately, I think about that shit way more than I want to. Mm. Um, it's definitely taking priority, you know, in boosting your career these days. It's like you have to be a social media wizard and that stuff's hard. 
I'm so bad at it. They like gave me the job for the podcast. They're like, oh, <laughs> you should do this. And I have 300 followers on Instagram myself. So I was like, I don't know what to do. I tried to pawn it off on my girlfriend. She wasn't having it. Like, it's really, really difficult. And you wrote a song about it, right? Isn't that? I did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Shadow Boxes and Porcelain Faces is about, is about social media and like the effects it's having on us and how, like, how much work it is to keep up that facade. I'm curious what, like, what you think that's doing to us, all of us in general, like, what effect that's having on us, and how do you personally try to combat that, if you do? Well, I think that overall, I think it just has all of us thinking about ourselves way more than we need to. And um, I know that's funny for me to say. I I hate the self-promotion part about this. Um, I love meeting people in person and, like, talking to people and um, asking them what they do and me telling them what I do and like that which I don't really consider self-promotion that seems to be like the most effective way to to spread word about your music anyways but um whenever I just do it through Instagram it just feels like I'm like putting out this facade which is honestly what we're all doing I mean yes people can post about the bad stuff too but it's really hard to have that resonate in like a authentic way sometimes um and it's in such a small format that it's hard to actually convey anything and um i actually it's funny that you mentioned that because i just started a blog Mm -hmm. um called the in between Mm -hmm. which is taken from a line out of uh, shadow boxes and porcelain faces and um it's it's the first time that i've i've only done one so far um but it's it's kind of like this window into a deeper side to to what kind of goes on because you know the smoke and mirrors is a powerful thing yeah i think i mean i think that we're a twitter generation right everything if it doesn't fit in i don't think it's 140 characters anymore they made it bigger but like if you can't express something in that period of time a lot of people don't want to listen to it but i think there is something for something like a blog where you can really get your feelings down or something like a podcast that's why we like this why we like listening to them because you got two three four hours to express what you want to get across to people as opposed to like social media or an interview that's seconds or minutes long all these short little blurbs and i don't think that's real you know what i'm saying like it's fake it's fake shit but on the flip side of it like i took all of my stuff off instagram if you go to my instagram account there's no pictures or anything i just like lurk cool, on dude. it and look at pictures no no, no. well I, I was gonna Creepy. Uh, I, I'm, I'm tagged and stuff and i yeah right. you know like i like so things you are a like, real person then yeah there's pictures of me on it or whatever i just don't post stuff because i it's like that like i felt weird like it's I feel like you I'm lying. It's about you. Second guess yourself. But you're then, like, but I then, really but see how this? you guys reacted when I said that. You're like, oh, fucking weird, dude. <laughs> like, you don't have anything on Instagram. See, like, what a loser. It, this is why it's so. It's such a up. struggle. Yeah, like yeah. it's like I don't really want to do that. But if I don't do that, then I'm weird. No, <laughs> absolutely, know? dude. I think that people are adapting to it, though. Uh, in the culture, you hear a lot of people having conversations like this. Yeah, uh, we were all talking about the ills, and I noticed on your Twitter, um, and I think that. You follow a pattern in a lot of bands that I think was really smart, where you treat it like a tool. You know, it's a it's a means for letting people know information they would want to know about you that would be valuable. You know, as a musician, and it's not a place where you're going to spend eight hours in an argument with strangers <laughs> that you'll probably never meet. Oh my gosh, that stuff is so exhausting. It's a toxic. It's not even fun to read. That kind of stuff really stresses me out because yeah. I've. I don't know. Like, that's the part of social media that really 
freaks me out because at the end of the day, we're all humans. And I, my least favorite thing in the world is trying to like open up to someone or talking about something that you really care about with someone in person and being met with like, you know, just like an attitude or like you're trying to confide in someone and they shut you down. Like that's so weird to me because it's like, we're all humans. We all go through stuff and a stranger could open up to you. And yes, there's different circumstances and stuff, but it's like most people I think would, you know, not berate somebody when they're like exposing their vulnerable side. And so then that's what's so weird about social media because you can hide behind it. And it's like, these words are like daggers. It's it's really scary. Absolutely. It is scary. I don't like Spooky. it. I don't like it. I keep I, I get off of it and then get back on it because yeah. it's you know like it's it, like I'll like delete it off my phone. It's unnecessary. You get set, but, but like especially right because like I had cut down on my consumption and usage of those platforms and as soon as we started doing this, it's like you have to do it. I'm sure you can speak to that more than I can, but like you, it's something you have to do to get in front of people and it's an easy it's it's beautiful in that sense that like it's a good way to get your message out to everybody and as far as like hey this there's is there's no I'm way doing. you would be sitting here if it weren't for instagram yeah right that's the whole way this happened right is totally to or get... you guys would have come to a show yeah. and just <laughs> asked me in person and i would have given you my phone number and yeah absolutely you know I, like i that's the thing is that i feel like we have a very misinterpreted uh view of the world because it's like stuff I totally I agree it's an amazing tool and it has introduced my music to a lot of people and I've found a lot of stuff through it but um but I don't know I just like I love the organic authentic serendipitous Mm -hmm. shit that's that's what I live for I think the more authentic way that we know you is through that too, right? You met Andrew. You met our friend Andrew. Yeah. And he told us to all go see your show and you guys met. Like Will wouldn't have probably hit you up out of out of the blue on Instagram oh, yeah, no. had yeah. he not met you before. So it's it's a little bit it's this combination, this melding of the two, right? It does like, make it a lot easier. It is very yeah. cool. Like you get to follow and, and stay in touch with people. It is hey, I'm not bashing it completely in any way, shape, or form. It has done wonders for for me, you know, but, um, but I don't know. I just, as long as we balance it out, I think as a, as a society, which I think you're right. I think it's starting to, I think we're starting to pick up on it a little bit. Advocating for responsible use. Tonight on Save That Podcast. Oh, that's it. (laughs) Yeah. Just use it right. Make a shirt. I tried to do this earlier, but we got way ahead of ourselves (laughs) because some of our listeners may not know who Hannah Wickland is. So if you want to introduce yourself (laughs) real quick. I was thinking about that. Aaron just jumped into a question as I tried to be like, hey, what's up? (laughs) Wanted to know. Yeah, no, he's been, he's been itching to ask you some questions. If you don't know who Hannah Wickland is, Well, if you stuck around through this, uh, through this social media conversation. Yep. Um, my name is Hannah Wickland. Hi, Hannah. Hi. Hi. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm so good. You're a, a guitarist and a, a front front lady for a band. What's the term for? A, <laughs> is it front woman? Yeah. Front I woman. Think front what do you woman say? works. I just say I'm the lead singer. Okay. Of a rock and roll band. Yeah, you are. And you're where are you from? <laughs> just a lot more badass. Yeah, it sounds way better than front person. <laughs> I am a front child. How are you? Um, what did you ask me? Where are you from? Oh, that's right. I'm from Hilton Head Island, South Carolina. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. What is Hilton Head like? Like, I don't know. I've never been. All I know about Hilton Head is that my grandparents go on vacation there. <laughs> I'm serious. It's like, that's what all it is. is you know, you're not the first person I've heard say that. Yeah. 
Um, no, Hilton Head's really beautiful. It's a very beautiful town. Um, and it it's just like this tiny island. And um, I don't know. It's it's where I spent my whole life, so it's kind of hard to describe. Yeah. But it's, it's like a bubble. Like there's um, just like live music everywhere. And I don't know. It was a really cool place to grow up as a musician because it awarded me a lot of opportunity to play because there's so many tourists. And that's really what like seeded my my markets when i started touring because we would go play places oh, yeah. and like ev- people had seen us on hilton head and they w- had been vacationing from like oh, yeah. ohio That's so wild. um yeah it was it was a really rad place to grow up for for music for sure because that that's what i was gonna ask about the music scene it's like so you and i think this is also for people not listening how you've been playing music for your entire life right you started piano when you were three yeah <laughs> i did how does that work do they hold your hands for you like literally yeah three, they're I taped like a like a marionette that was it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I, I just started like just playing like melody kind of stuff. And I, I remember Miss Ruth was my piano teacher <laughs> and um, I would g- go get dropped off at her house. And she lived in one of the um, Hilton Head has mainly like gated communities where you're not allowed to have colored houses or, you know, it's like very neutral kind of tone. Right. Um, but she had a bright purple house and I would go over there and it was the best because she had like 20 wild bunnies in her backyard. What? So we would take a break Ms. from Ruth, our... Miss the piano teacher, would have 20 bunnies. Yes. <laughs> At her purple, purple house. house. Yeah. Yes, naturally. It's like a fairy tale. And Miss Ruth was so cool. She had like really long, like blondish white hair and she was just a, a cool lady. So that was my introduction to music. Um, and my first gig was when I was six because... Uh, my my older brother had a band called the Gnomes. Um, what a great name! Yeah, it's perfect with with the teacher. <laughs> the, oh, the, like, yeah. yeah, this is like a story from Alice in Wonderland when yeah. she had a like rock and wow, roll phase. Wow, this is kind of yeah, yeah, this it's is crazy. Um, but yeah, so the Gnomes. By the way, now my brother has a band called the High Divers that everyone should go check out. Ooh, check them out. Yeah. Check them Very out. Cool. Um. But anyways, so the gnomes were playing at a bocce ball tournament. Oh my gosh! And I love bocce ball. <laughs> <laughs> it gets better. <laughs> I don't. I don't yeah. understand this. <laughs> so then uh, I I learned like a shit ton of Beatles songs by the time okay. I was like that I, old. I read something. It was on your website. It said that you had learned like 60 Beatles songs or something crazy <laughs> yeah. like that. Every <laughs> night I would learn a different Beatles song and like the ones that I liked, I would keep playing. And I just I just played songs every night. Yeah. Um, it was I, I had to practice because I also did like classical competitions and stuff. So like by the time I was like six, I was doing classical stuff. And so the Beatles were like my treat. Yeah. They were like the dessert. You know, yeah. like after I did all my classical stuff, I got to go learn a Beatles song. That's awesome. Um, and so that's what I played. I only played Beatles songs. And Oh, Darling was kind of like my first, you know, signature cover, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. um, that I would pull out at all the parties and stuff. Um, that's so awesome. Yeah. I, I don't want to interrupt you. I want to skip but forward. I'm going. But I'm going. Yes, but I already did. <laughs> you So jump forward a little bit. This is something that stood out to me that I just have to understand. When you were 13, you played a show for Brian Johnson of ACDC and his racing team. And like yeah. this continued. Oh, yeah. Please explain this to me because I don't understand. 
well, how this happened. shout out to the War Heidi's, um, okay. which were neighbors of my first bass player. My first bass player. Also, shout out to Mick Ray. Um, best name in rock and roll. That is a good Mick name. Ray right? a Mick yeah. Ray. Mick yeah. Ray. Fucking awesome. It's real close. It's almost that guy like has a motorcycle. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. He had a, an electric scooter. I uh, sold him my electric scooter. That you just counts. dumped his. It's like his <laughs> rock and roll credit. It was way up here, and you just knocked it off. Of <laughs> <laughs> Wherever nah, you are, Mick's nah, Mick's great. Scooters are great, awesome, Mick. dude. What are you talking? They about? are pretty. I good. grew up on scooters. <laughs> they're you. they are great. Um, what was I saying? We were talking about you playing a show for Brian Johnson. Oh, that's right. Yeah, so they were uh, neighbors of Mick's, and um, they were on the vintage car racing team with Brian, and so. Uh, we used to play Savannah all the time, but right on your way to Savannah, there's Hutchinson Island, and there's a racetrack there. So we went out there, and it was so cool. There was only, like, I don't know, 35, 40 people there. Wow. And um, we were playing Give Me All Your Lovin' by ZZ Top, and Brian Johnson <laughs> had started a, like, a caboose, like, line line dance yeah, kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. And they were everyone was just, like, singing along and dancing and having the best time. Um, that was def those were the best private parties because we used to play a bunch of private parties on Hilton Head because a lot of people throw parties mm -hmm. and um, so it was a, a good business but that was the the most wild and I remember he got up um, this has always stuck with me we had just come out with our first EP um, which we had done in my brother's like garage and um, I have a picture of us sitting on a golf cart and him holding it up it's really it's really cool and. <laughs> Uh, but he got up on the mic and he was like, if these kids don't go onwards and upwards, it's their own damn fault. That's <laughs> and awesome. And so dude. I'm like, all right, Brian. Now I have to. Now I have to. This guy wow, told that's me. So fucking awesome. <laughs> very, so very inspiring. Yeah. So that's wild. Do you have them? Like, is there a moment that sticks out more than that music? Like, I feel like that's something that would. I don't want to say haunt me, but definitely follow me everywhere that Brian Johnson said I had to do good. <laughs> <laughs> or else I'm... Does that keep you every show you go on, you're like, I gotta nail this for yeah, Brian. Thinking about him. <laughs> um, well, I mean, that was that was a really formative moment, hands down. Um, I, think an, I think one of the other ones, though, um, if you mean just like as far as just like people that yeah, I've met. Just crazy or, people you've played with or just moments musically... You've been on a stage with someone where you're like, what am I doing on this stage with this person? Or you met some, I don't know. I'm just trying to. <laughs> I've got a good, I've got All one right. in mind. Um, it was, it was when I was young. I, um, so I, I skipped fifth grade. And so at the end of my uh, fourth grade year, I just like went into a fifth grade classroom. And so my mom and dad make it, made like a huge deal out of it <laughs> for my fifth grade graduation, you know, and they bought me tickets to go see Susan Tedeschi. Um, nice. play in Savannah. Yeah. Right. And Sharon Jones opened up. Oh my oh, God. Rest in peace. Uh -huh. Yeah. RIP. And, um, and so I think I was, I, I had to have been like what, 10, 11 or something like that. Yeah. Um, and we had, we had a DVD of us playing at, I think whatever, some festival and, um, my parents brought it. This was, they were not stage parents. Let me be clear, but this was like the most, stage parenty thing that they were ever you like, did. Mom, no. Yes, I was the entire time. <laughs> yeah. But we stopped on the way and bought Susan flowers. Uh. Um and uh so then we were just standing in the the lobby and I guess her tour manager saw me and um at intermission came up and was like, Do you want to give these to her? And I was like, Yeah. 
you know like because i had we had covered rock me right like yeah i've i love susan um and so he finds me like three songs before they're over um and we walk backstage and we go and it was at the lucas theater which i ultimately got to play at a few years ago which was a really cool full circle moment um but I was standing like side stage and uh, she gets done with her encore and he just sends me out and she had no idea I was coming. So I'm just I just like walk on stage and I hand her flowers in front of everybody. And like it was such a cool moment. And then she proceeded to talk to me backstage for like, I don't know, it felt like 20 minutes, but it was That's probably only cool. like, you know, t I don't know. Right. It was it was pretty amazing, though. She gave me like a set list and a guitar pick and like was so good to me. And um, did you take the DVD? She took it. I don't know if she ever watched it. Oh, I really? don't know. I hope I get to meet her one day. I was going to say, ask. if you get to talk to her again, you got to be like, so this is weird. I don't know if you remember me. <laughs> this is a few years ago. I was a small child. Go yeah. back to the social media thing. Save that podcast and just reach out on on some sort of social media and you're like, hey, did you ever watch that DVD? <laughs> that way it doesn't blow back on you. We'll take the you know the, the weird the weird points. Nice. All right. <laughs> Hashtag watch it for Hannah. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Watch the DVD. There's actually some videos on um, on YouTube, some clips from the DVD that we gave her. Oh, really? Yeah. It's And they're funny. <laughs> oh, man. I know what I'm watching tomorrow. <laughs> so... You got some I, YouTube videos to watch and a blog to read. Yeah, I did dude. read the blog. It was a good oh, blog. You did? Yeah. Aww. Mexico sounded like a lot of fun. Yeah, Mexico was pretty incredible. It sounded like you needed it a little bit. Like you needed that trip to kind of decompress. I need so. another Mexico trip already. <laughs> I'm like, I, I just need to keep going back to Mexico. It seems like a cool place. I've never been, but I need to go to Mexico too, I think. It's it's pretty Mexico is pretty sweet. <laughs> it's pretty amazing. Yeah. Have you been? Yeah, I was there over Christmas time and New Year's. <laughs> Very cool. He was on a cruise. Speaking of cruises, didn't you just do one of those music cruises? Uh. Yeah, I did. Um, I was on the rock boat, which was really fun. It was so much fun. Um, Sixth Man puts him on this awesome promoter, and it was, it was funny. It was the second cruise that I've been on in a few months because um, – I was just on a wrestling cruise too. What? Yeah. Uh, so six man. Are there just I'm cruises sorry. for everything? That's what. I, that's well. That's actually my yes. segue from this is like this weird explosion of like destination <laughs> concerts and music <laughs> cruises. And so shit. I was just on this Ex macaroni and cheese Hold cruise. On. The other day. Hold on. So you're telling me there's there's cruise ships. <laughs> And people get on there to watch wrestling. Wait, do they all wrestle though the whole time? Do like just the people there wrestle? No, no, you're, they are pros. It was. Do you guys know who Chris Jericho is? Yeah, yeah. it was the K Chris Jericho cruise. <laughs> Chris Jericho wow. had a cruise. Yeah. Dude. <laughs> are people just like throwing down at dinner? Like some, you know, just, just like you're eating dinner and some dude gets slammed on your table. Like it's you just seem, the entertainment. interactive dinner. You're making That's this so up. This is not real. No, it was. It was actually really fun and the best part is i was on there doing we wrote and recorded a record on the wrestling cruise oh like a live record or you like oh wrote God. a whole new record we so sixth man grabs like six of the songwriters from the um the rock boat and they do this every year and they put them on a, another boat and normally it's on another music boat this was literally the first wrestling boat in history and so they had some extra cabins, so they put us on the wrestling boat. 
<laughs> and there was only like 10 of us doing this like, you know, super secret music project. Yeah. And um, so we got... <laughs> on but, the wrestling boat. <laughs> on the wrestling boat. But th- it was really cool because um, our like green room area, you know, was where all the wrestlers were. And so I befriended all of these wrestlers and they're really, really nice, respectful genuine people that's so awesome So it was very nice that's and a- then i saw them wrestle the last day and it was really fucking entertaining i've been to that sh- like i went to raw once at like the wwe raw downtown Nashville. it's actually extremely fun it's oh my absurd. gosh i was smiling yeah. i was smiling <laughs> I the largest i had smiled in a long time it was it was pretty awesome i have so much i want to unpack from that story <laughs> let's unpack this. first off i feel like it would be really hard to wrestle on a boat when it's like rocking like that don't you it think doesn't rock draw? that much i feel like the boat's big i was enough. on a cruise yeah, like we I weren't said, on the rock christmas. boat i was on a cruise know? over christmas time <laughs> and uh yeah it seemed like you know there's a lot of movement sometimes and you're, you're trying to do that double axle backflip onto the guy or something. But I love how they're like, you know what would really get these artists' creative process flowing is let's put them on the wrestling cruise. It worked. It did. I guess the energy, like, did you think you got some? Oh yeah, some we were. There was some feedback? major camaraderie going on between us musicians because yeah. like oh, we yeah. we weren't able to like go off and see other bands. But, like we were in, we were involved in what we were mm-hmm. doing. Trying, so like, we forced together. Mm-hmm. And none of us knew each other. And we actually, I came away with it. Um, I came away from it with like three songs that I really like. Um, made some cool friends. So it was it was really more could you crazy. Want? You know, I'm I made friends. I saw wrestling for the first time. The I was first part of a new wrestling record. cruise. The first in history. They were, they were walking around the boat chanting. What did they say? Making history. Making history. Making history. They had two they had oh, two man. things. What are they called? Rings. They had two rings and they were like legitimate matches that count in their I don't know, their division. Canon. Yeah, it, it counts know. towards their career. Wow. Yeah. I just damn. That's crazy. We're gonna have to go on one of these. So Next when you year, said, you should do a podcast should, from the wrestling cruise. Right? Is this was this like theatrical wrestling or like real? Like no, no, no this is like this is like the the one where they have characters yeah. and they dress up and they have like you know right. It, it's, so it's theatrical. Like, okay, yeah. It's like acting mixed yeah, yeah, yeah. with you know because they can also no, be like they a also real competitive are, wrestling. I mean, not to say I don't. This is a weird gray area. I don't want to offend any like wrestlers out there no they're they're like wrestling but they are choreographed kind of moves right. it's it um actually some of the dudes were on that tv show glow oh i love that show i love that show i told them i was I like that's my that. only knowledge of wrestling is from glow yeah and they're like we were on it that's I was funny like, oh, cool it takes a lot of skill to be able to do all that though to choreograph that shit i can't imagine how much effort they spend forever and they have yeah. to be really in, like they they have to be really careful because yeah, like if yeah. you do any of that stuff wrong you could totally fuck something when up. they still do oh, yeah. get hurt i mean there's like bad there's bad cases of cte and stuff like the, they're athletes they get injured like it's a it's a sport it's a wild thing that they do definitely shit's cool though yes it is all right. it's cool. well, let's pivot here you guys know what that's from uh-uh pivot what oh, is it? Friends. friends. There oh, we go. See, Thank you. I I, anytime I say hear the word pivot, I do that. Yeah. My girlfriend's made me watch almost every episode of Friends, but I haven't really Good watched woman. any yeah. of them. 
You know what I'm saying? Like they're the on TV, but I just kind of stare in that direction. And I'm not. So you're Emily, not into it. You know, no, I'm not into this, it. He's I do. I, it's my secret. I'm sorry, Aaron. Go but ahead. my question is, I like to ask everyone who comes on this show mm-hmm. about because I always get different answers. Uh, your headspace while you're performing. Ooh. So, mm. do you ever think that much about? Does your mind want? Have you like internalized the music so much where it's kind of automatic at a point, and you can sort of like, you know, just think thoughts, or are you just locked in, paying attention to what's going on, or is it like a, you know, between both of those? My best shows and whenever I'm, I think playing the best is mm-hmm. when I'm not thinking about it. Yeah. Um, and I definitely like know everything to where it's kind of like muscle memory. Um. At least I try to have it down (laughs) like that when it's time to go play. Um, But if I start thinking about it too much, it's usually when my hands start getting all clammy and I start fucking up, you know. And whenever you start thinking about anything too much is usually whenever it starts to sound like it. Well, this is what everyone. This is the same. No, is that what everyone it, says? Sort of. You, have you heard, have you ever heard about flow states? Like, do you hear no. people talking about flowing? Like people who do dumb shit. Like, who, well, I, I like to go that. with the flow. Well, yeah. So there's a whole. Kind of the same thing. There's <laughs> a whole thing with like flow state activities. It's people doing like extreme downhill snowboarding or playing music live or anything where you're taking taken out of yourself so much that you if you think the kind of stuff about, where you look at someone do it and you're like how the fuck do they do that it's because they're not thinking about it yeah, they're just like doing gymnasts. it right yes okay exactly like that that makes sense going with the flow of like your brain and not when you like yeah like when you think about it too much it's like tr- thinking about walking like okay i'm going to pick Did my you press record huh yeah exactly the people that talk about it is it is is talking about like giving up control and trusting your abilities to do what what they're supposed to do, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Which is what it sounds like you're saying happens. Because you you cut you even cut your albums live, right? You don't you don't do the like overdub, chop it up thing in the studio. The last one you guys did, didn't you just do live cuts? Is a lot of it. A lot of it was. Okay. There was a couple of there's a couple of solos that I overdub, but most of the stuff was done live. Like Looking Glass was live. Strawberry Moon was live. I think Ghost was live. Cause Sadler, I love that song, by the way. Which Ghost, is, oh, Ghost is, yeah, <laughs> that's thanks. A, uh, <laughs> what? No, I'm happy you like it. That I I really like playing that song. Yeah, yeah, that it's a one. cool song. I feel like thanks. it's a tune you're. Pro- oh, oh kitty. never, never, kitty. kitty. She's so hateful. She oh no. Just, just <laughs> let it go. Just let it go. Oh shit. There's a cat attack <laughs> happening around here. Pull your hand away. She's that wrestling conversation got her in the <laughs> She's mood. She's all riled up. Um, I guess since I segued that myself, you recorded that album. Uh, <laughs> where's my like note? 2017? 2017. Yeah, and your producer was at, he's a guitarist. It why he's a guitarist for Jason Isbell's band, right? Yes, and Sadler I, Vaden. Sadler Vaden. That's oh, his name. Uh, the other coolest name in rock and roll. That is a good one, right? But you so. I've read a couple other interviews. That's what I was gonna say. It's really weird. I know a bunch about you because I read a bunch of stuff today. But you don't, you don't know anything about I me. I didn't read your bio. I'm. I don't so have sorry. one. It's the beauty of being. While we're honor. talking about ghosts, though, <laughs> do you believe in voodoo? <laughs> I really? do. Do you? Really do you? <laughs> See, I don't know. That's why I asked you. I wanted you to kind of sell me on it. Oh well, I believe in voodoo. Yeah. See, I think like I don't know though. You know, like the energy you put out there. Yeah. It, it exists. 
I'm not. What about voodoo? Okay, I guess when I think voodoo's, I'm thinking mostly about voodoo dolls. Like, do you think? Yeah, I don't. Dolls are for I feel real? like well, I feel like voodoo there's power dolls. Ritual, man. You think so? Mm-hmm. Do you have a voodoo doll of me in your closet, Aaron? No. Is that why I've been getting those chest pains? If you cross <laughs> me. No, you need to go to a it's doctor. It's acupuncture, man. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, I just kind of derailed you guys a little bit, but yeah, I don't know what I was talking about. I heard about ghost anymore. earlier. <laughs> Way to go! And I wanted to ask that question because I've been wondering oh, if you I actually believe. You know, in a lot of people, a like, lot of people ask me that question. Really? Yeah. Because it's <laughs> man. Because of this song. Like, wait, do you? Yeah. Really know? I mean, it's a very. Uh, I really. Uh, that's one of my favorite bridges. I think I've written. Yeah. Declarative statement where she's just like, I believe in voodoo. Do, do you? you? And I was like, if she doesn't actually believe in voodoo, then I don't know. Well, I'm studying up on my witchcraft. Are you really? Voodoo tree. Wait, really? I mean, you gotta talk more about that. You can't say not something like. Re- no, I have some books, but I I still need to books to about dive magic. In. I have yeah. a civil leaks book in the other room. If you want to read through that, interesting general knowledge of. Have you witchcraft. heard of them? No. Wh- civil leaks is like a. She's, she wrote a bunch of books on just like how to be a witch. Okay, I per- I knew the name, but then when someone asks you and you're not completely confident, you're like, I don't want to. I don't want to say yes because then they yeah. could be making this thing up. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I might have my gotten friend, myself. I was into working a at a at a resort in Wyoming, and my friend was a porter, and she would clean bathrooms in the general store that I worked in. And she was cleaning a bathroom, and she came back and found this book. What's it S- called? Sibyllics. In the bathroom? It's like the... Yeah, she found it in the bathroom. I can't remember the title. It's something about the occult. It's like the history of the occult or something. Yeah, it's, like it's really just... It's all, it's all like categorized, like how to cast, you know, put curses on your enemies and uh, just things like that. Dude, how powerful would that be? To, to cast spells? Dude. Yeah, we I should know. start studying, I think. Magic? Yeah. use it for yeah. the wrong reasons, man. If we're going to do it, we're going to have to do it to... I'm going to use it on Neff to put her to sleep every time we record. <laughs> <laughs> I don't well, know. It's Hannah's kind of kind fun. Of provoking her a little bit. She no. is. You're dangling a Jolly Rancher in front of her We're face. We're playing, like, in a nice way. <laughs> the yeah. fr- Not the in her face. Fritos. I didn't mean provoking in, like, a negative con- okay. connotation. Just like, oh, she's shit. a cat, and if you dangle a Jolly Rancher in front of her, she's going to get excited. All right. Well, pivot. I get excited. <laughs> <laughs> so, while I was listening to your album, yeah. one song stuck out to me in my head as it's a little bit of a black sheep compared to the rest, and it's On the Road. <gasps> Ooh. So can you tell me the story? Like, what's the, the ingredients for that gumbo? Why why is that song popping out tonight? Well, I got the recipe for that song hey. from uh, Mr. Jack Kerouac. Jack Kerouac. I hope I'm pronouncing his you last are. name correctly. You right. are. Um, yeah, no, I read that book, and um, I don't know. I You're <laughs> fucking up the audio now. Never TD found Did the... Did the muse uh, just, like, strike you? Thing. Um, yeah, I mean, that, that book is just, as somebody who's on, on the road all the time, it was the first time that I've ever really, like, felt comfortable using that phrase in a song or something, because I felt like I'd heard somebody else's really authentic perception of being on the road, you know? It was just, like, this super awesome depiction of what, like, day-to-day life, you know, must have been like. And I just really appreciated it because that's kind of how I feel like my life goes. Like I just, I just kind of go with whatever's like around the corner. Like, mm-hmm. like I'll get the call and drive from South Carolina to Vancouver in two weeks to do shows, and then have all of them be canceled and have to drive all the way back to <laughs> South Carolina. That happened. <laughs> yes. No. So like it's just super. It was. I don't know. I love that book. So um. So that's where 
that's where that song is. It's basically just like inspired by by the yeah. characters that's on the road. I actually uh, I like that you talked about it. Like your influence was the book because I feel like a lot of musicians get pigeonholed and they think that the only influence of their music is other musicians. And I feel like they don't realize that there's a lot of things that are just always leaking. You're, you know, you can't stop it. It's oh, always yeah. in there. And uh, I don't think they always think that hard about what else could be in. So what would you think is your most uh, non-musical influence? Conversations. Oh, really? Oh, my gosh. I am always stopping what we're doing when I'm talking to somebody and writing stuff down. I think that's where I've gotten a lot of really good stuff. And, like, things that my mom used to say to me when I was younger – um, like I have this new song and it's called Sun to Sun. And my mom always used to say to me, a man may work from sun to sun, but a woman's work is never done. Yeah. And, <laughs> and so like little, like, you know, little Truth. things like that. Yeah. What is it about like that stuff that sticks with you? Like I have a bunch of stuff like that with my parents, the little sayings they used to say to me that I'll just feel come out of my mouth and I didn't even recognize that I'd said them. Like there's just... You're, when your parents all I, I I don't know maybe everybody's parents don't do it but my parents definitely did the same shit where they would like say these little sayings to me and they like implanted them in my brain and they still come out it's the wildest thing like it's like mind bending for children your brainwashed is, is what I, I, I guess <laughs> your parents brainwashed you and you have no original thought and everything you do has been programmed yeah you're making it real hard to do a podcast <laughs> this bud. Is, yeah this is when she starts ruining things. <laughs> Should we take a quick break? Is yeah, this a good time? probably. Yeah. Neff is All right, hey, before we uh, yeah, what it. song do you want us to play? Yeah, do you have any preferences? Um, ones we've talked about, ones we didn't talk about. Why don't we? Uh, why don't we play Ghost? Ghost. Yeah. Sweet. Cool. I call. believe in voodoo. Do, do you? you? I do. I actually do now. See. <laughs> See you guys on the other side. <laughs>
out for 20 minutes. Like you were hey. just in your bedroom and someone just walked walk. in. <laughs> oh, hey. Oh, that? We're back. Oh, hey. Oh, hey. Oh, hey. <laughs> Hope you guys like that tune. I'm sure you did. You better. I don't know. Yeah? Do you believe in voodoo? It now? seems like you don't. <laughs> no, I really like that song. It's a good song. Thanks. Good job. Thanks. I co-wrote that one with Sadler, actually. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's good. Sadler is awesome. I, my nickname for him, though, is Dadler. Really? Yeah. He's like, you know, I want. I really wanted to get him. Oh, I shouldn't say this. Yeah. Because then it won't be a very good surprise. But I want to get him a cup, you know, like a mug that says number one Dadler. Oh, that's <laughs> you so know? good. You could, you could pull that off in a weekend. There's yeah. no way he's made it this far into the podcast. You can probably still pull the yeah, surprise Yeah, all right, off. cool. Thanks yeah. for not listening, Sadler. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Um, I'd be stoked if he did. This, if, like, if the surprise gets spoiled, I'd be sad for the surprise. But I'd hey, be he, happy read, for the he read my blog. He sent me a, a nice text about it and then signed it, Dadler. Nice. <laughs> so, so he's aware. Yeah. <laughs> he's well aware of the Dadler. Who knows? Maybe he'll listen. Hey, Sadler. Hi. Sorry about spoiling the surprise. Yeah, we didn't mean to fuck your surprise up. <laughs> um, I don't, so I saw something the other. I, again, you're a public fi- figure, so I have the like. Man, I you guys to, know more about me than yeah, I do. Yeah, I was gonna say. I get to creep. We get to creep. You don't get to do that. But uh, you just drove a bus across the country recently, right? I did. What was that like? It was so much fun. Um, my older sister, she's ten years older than me, and um, she's always. She's kind of where I got a lot of my taste in food and travel and everything. Like, I, I looked up to her so much when I was little. Um, we never lived together. And so, like, her sense of, like, mystery was always very high. Yeah. Um, and so we've always planned on, like, living together and stuff. We always talked about it when I was really little. And now, and, like, going on cool adventures and stuff. And now I we're actually, like, fulfilling those those conversations, That's which dope. is really cool. So that was, that was, like, our first, like, full-on adventure together. And it was really cool because it was just me and her. And we drove her renovated school bus from Boulder all the way to Hilton Head and then down to, um, down to Florida for... Uh, New Year's Eve, which was really rad because we we went to a soul circus party and like it was like all these fire dancers and breathers and aerialists and like we all dressed up as carnies and (laughs) it was like and we're in our gypsy hippie bus. It was really cool. So she that's her bus that she converted for Mm -hmm. that purpose. That's kick ass. Yeah, no, she's a she's a cool she's a cool woman. That's awesome. What was like where where are your favorite because you obviously travel a lot for music as well, but like what are your favorite cities and I'll say where's your favorite place to eat food that you've been and where do you see the best music crowds? Oh, I'll ask gosh. those two. Like, where do you get the best reception? Where's your favorite food? And you can only name one of each. No! Yeah. Yep. What no, are the you best can do whatever places? you want. Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, gosh. Not going to lie. Oh, shit. Sorry. That's really, really hard. Um, Boulder has really good food. Hmm. I really love it, and my sister always spoils me. So I've gotten to try, like, a lot of the food in Boulder, and it is... Rocky Mountain oysters. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, those are a staple, of course. 
No, they um I don't know, Boulder has some really, really, really good food. And all the like all of the meat and everything around is like really nicely raised on farms, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And um so the food quality in Boulder is just phenomenal. Yeah. Um they're way more aware of stuff like that. Yeah. And Colorado and Wyoming, all yeah, all the ranchers and stuff. Yeah, that food, that kind of food, like you just feel good after you eat it. You don't feel like weighed down if you eat it. Happy animals, dude. Yeah, it it totally goes somewhere, I think. Absolutely. Um, But then best crowd. Oh, you know, one of the most I'll I'll tell you, it's like the most surprising crowd was we were on tour last year and it was my first time ever in the Midwest. And we went and played um, Minneapolis and we played um, the 7th Street Entry Inn, which is, like, First Ave. It's super, super cool venue. And we just played this, like, tiny room, like, 100 cap. And it was packed. And it was our first time in. And everybody, like, came to see us. And it was fucking freezing outside. <laughs> like, Bro. I was like, man, I wouldn't go outside. Damn it, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> she ruins everything. What are you doing? Are you making the click go? She's or like, something? it's time to start playing music. Yeah, she's doing? like, TikTok. <laughs> um, but yeah, so was, Minneapolis was like a pretty rocking town for the first time. But um, you said only one. So there you go. All right, there you huh. go. Fair enough. Minneapolis has a hip hop day. I guess just like one concert. That's I think it's just one day. I know you don't listen to, you said you kind of just listen to older music. You don't listen to oh. much current stuff. So I'm assuming you don't listen, I listen to a lot of music. I listen to. I'm starting to listen to a lot more. Okay. Um, but it, whenever I'm writing, and like in like a heavy writing phase, I kind of with withdraw and like yeah. just go to what I know. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, so hip hop. They just have an, an insane lineup. I have to look it up. I don't remember the name of the festival, but I know it's one day in Minneapolis, and it the lineup is. I've never it's been. A cool town. I've never mm-hmm. been up there. Like I've never been it to was, the north. It's just a random city. Seems you don't think cold. about it. Seems cold. There's some cool pockets mm-hmm. in the Midwest for sure. Yeah, I like going. Definitely out. not my favorite place to eat, though. <laughs> I will say that. It's a lot like Murfreesboro. <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely. I've, I've, Ohio has a killer music scene, which is really weird. There's a they lot do. of those Midwest towns or Midwest like states. I feel like there's not. There's nothing else to do. Right. There's not a ton going on, and so people sit in their Start houses and play music, yeah. and it leads to like some really, really cool. That's what stuff. happened with the whole grunge phase in Seattle. There was nothing else. So to do. rainy outside. It's rainy. Like, I'm just staying. I'm gonna here. sing about the rain. <laughs> yeah, those kids were sad, man. Really sad. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I was gonna ask something because we just you guys jammed a little bit of the break and everything like tuned up for the jam, and I think it's pretty clear, pretty solid improv. But how much does improvisation play into what you do live and like in your when you're writing songs do you do you play do you write music do you sit down and like this is what i want it to sound like or do you kind of play stuff till you find something you like how do you know like does improv factor pretty heavily in what you do oh yeah majorly um i don't really consider us a jam band yeah but we jam yeah like that is a huge part of my show but i love like I'm a huge like Tom Petty fan. Yeah. So like that's the kind of jam that I like to do. But I do like to open pretty much every I've opened every show for the last I don't know how long, how many years, probably like seven years with a jam. Um, And then we always close with like a super jam heavy thing because that's just like 
you know, rock and roll. It's like the heart, I feel like the heart of music. I think that's where inspiration strikes a lot of people. And I think it's a really cool way to, to watch people express themselves is again, going back to what we were talking about earlier with like, you can sink into those flow states where you're not thinking everyone on the stage is talking to each other without speaking and they're making things together on the spot. And there's something really cool about that. And I feel like people who are very good at music, that's a way for them to stay engaged and stay entertained with it is like continue just you're creating on the spot that's a lot of pressure but i feel like it's also the most rewarding way to make music probably i don't know because i don't make it but i guess <laughs> no that's that's pretty accurate i mean it's it's definitely my preferred method i mean i don't even like to have set lists so like yeah. really i improv the entire set and like we have you know song structures like i like knowing where things are going to go in but sometimes like some songs, if it's like a really like jam heavy song, I'll just change up the structure and just cue everyone and just it's it's fun to stay on your toes. It's exactly it. It, it stays exciting because I've played like a lot of shows. Your website says two thousand. A lot. <laughs> I think it's yeah. It's probably it's it's up there. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's probably a little over now, and it's um, I don't know. That's how I get excited to go play like most of the time i love playing my songs um but the jams are what you look forward to mm -hmm. and when you're playing with really sick players it's just so fun and it's just different every single time what about some times that you played with some really sick players and felt like kind of intimidated you got any intimidation stories oh yeah <laughs> who scared you the yeah most? who scared the shit out of you I don't know if they they scared the shit out of me. Okay. I don't get maybe, scared. Maybe just a little shitless. bit of poop. Just a, just a little <laughs> bit of poop. Well, uh, I was pretty nervous when I, I went up and played with the, the Marshall Tucker band. Um, that would make me nervous. I opened yeah. up for them, but I I didn't know they wanted me to come and play their last song, "Can't You See," with them, and I'd never played it before. And like so, that one I was a little scared because I just I hadn't. I didn't know the song. Were you backstage, oh, like looking it up on your phone? And, and the yeah, Chris was cueing me on stage. He was mouthing out the chords, and I was watching his hands pretty, pretty That's intently. So but yes, I think I did. I think I Googled it. I would have. Yeah, <laughs> I would have been like, okay, I need to sure. know what the half the time. Going. I don't know where my phone is though, yeah. and so <laughs> that's a good way to be. One of the coolest covers I've ever seen was Umphreys McGee brought out Green Sky Bluegrass, and they did Can't You See together. Oh, that's awesome. Right. Yeah, that would be Marshall. a really good version. He's very, very cool. Yeah. Nice. That is so wild. You played with Marshall Tucker Band? Yeah, I opened up for them quite a bit um, a few years ago. And uh, they're they're cool dudes. <gasps> <gasps> what are we doing here? <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. A um, podcast. <laughs> so somebody bail me out because I've read most of my questions, guys. Oh, do you have them written down? Yeah, because I don't. I, Dylan's a professional. Hannah. Wow, you I, I, really I did went your to homework. For journalism. So like, that's right. You said that. That's what I. I try to be professional because these guys just drink and smoke CBD and don't help me. Smoking CBD. That's me. All that legal hemp. Um, I have anxiety. So you said you've started trying to listen to a little bit more new, newer contemporary stuff. Is there anybody that we might be surprised to know that you're into? Like any newer artists that you've that you've found yourself do you have any guilty pleasures do you like takashi no. 69 i don't yeah. know what that is ah, that's beautiful. 
Um, I have I don't have any guilty pleasures because I like. What are you singing in the shower? Like, what? Are Honest, you... I write in the shower. I really? I was yeah. It's really hard. Like I listen to um, I love Alabama Shakes and like yeah. Jack White and mm-hmm. you know the rock and tours like older albums. I consider that contemporary. You know, okay. like current. Yeah. Um, like Amy Winehouse, I consider current. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of the world that I live in. Like with current music, I definitely keep an eye on stuff um, and check out a lot of music. But I, I always find myself like going back to that heavily. So you knew who Karunga Bin was. You're not like under a rock or anything. Oh no, no, I yeah. go yeah, like Krung Bins, Snarky Puppy. Mm-hmm. I just don't know how to say so many of these bands' names. Dude. And I, and to be honest, I am so terrible with names mm-hmm. that I I listen to so much shit. But then whenever it comes time to regurgitate it, I'm like, oh yeah, yeah absolutely. Edda James, Janis yeah. <laughs> <James>. Joplin. Yeah. <laughs> They're know. current, right? Somebody play Skinner. Yeah. Um, so. I had this is you said you skipped fifth grade. <laughs> oh gosh, why did like I say that? No, hold on, no, hold on. Damn it, you stepped on my fucking punchline, bro. I was gonna say, are you a genius? Yeah. You, no. How old were you when you graduated high school? Um, I just turned sixteen. What the fuck? So you're a genius? No, I just know how to work the system. Oh. It's South Carolina, y'all. It's you know, it ain't rocket science. <laughs> it's not rocket appliances. <laughs> no, no yeah. rocket appliances. Yeah, that she had to throw rocks into a can and they let her out of public education. <laughs> You're free to go now. Exactly. I, I nailed Tetris and they were like, oh, wow, go ahead. No, just kidding. I love South Carolina. Yeah, you very careful. They no shade thrown. Yeah, that, uh, was, that was a little bit far with the rock comment, Aaron. I don't know how yeah, I felt I'm sorry. That. I hate on the South because I love you, South. I'm from you. <laughs> yeah, he's from, I'm from Louisiana. Louisiana. Oh, Louisiana. Louisiana. That's like a different kind of South. It's, it's so funny. It's interesting down there. Yeah, not it's not that's not funny. It's just funny how there's different types of southern. Let me let me well, like stop even, insulting the south. <laughs> I love you. Even East Tennessee and like Middle Tennessee are completely different worlds. Hill people and plateau people. Yeah, the 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 valley folk. The valley folk. How did you make your Nashville ties coming from Hilton Head? Um, so I was living in Charleston fresh out of Hilton Head. Um, and then I started working with a booking agent, uh, that lived in Nashville still does. Um, and so that was kind of the, the first real music business relationship down here and I'll get you shows. Well, I didn't have to move here. We were working together before for like the whole year that I was in Charleston, but it just kind of seemed like stuff the ball kind of rolled a little faster here. Yeah. Um, and I, I love new experiences, so I'm willing to jump down any new rabbit hole at any time. So um, I just was like, you know what? Let's try Nashville. And I was here for like a year and a half. And, um, Didn't but, take? Well, I was on tour the whole time, so I probably only collectively spent like three months in Nashville. Mm. But I was paying Nashville rent. Yeah, um, that's not that doesn't make sense. No, and um, I mean I just gone through my first breakup. I was under twenty one, and I didn't know anyone in town. And I was like auditioning people like crazy because I've been trying to find like committed band members, and that's kind of hard in Nashville. Yeah, especially when you're trying to do your thing with the queuing people and mm-hmm. the fluidity of a song. You can't just like pick someone up off a. Of 
yeah, side I, of the road and be like, all right, play this. Exactly. I know, I know what I want. And I also, you know, it's hard finding people that are really wanting to like be in a band in this town. I feel, yeah. um, cause everybody, you know, there's so much opportunity, so it's yeah. very tempting. It's if like, they be it's like band, the age of Tinder, you know, it's like yeah. so easy to just like go and see what's out there. You Why know? isn't there like, like. Tinder for oh there definitely is something like there that. there is there's actually this new thing I don't really know the name I don't know too much about it but I heard that it's like a invite only really high tier um, like hired gun musician app something website whatever don't quote me on that all right <laughs> that <laughs> yeah, quote would be really funny it's also print. the spokesperson for this so. yeah yeah i i shouldn't have even mentioned it because i really don't even know but, she's I know we're invited invited but i heard she's about like, it Fuck, i told them yeah that's no, supposed to be a they've big done secret a few in nashville knows. they have like a oh he knows yellow they have <laughs> some real. sort of yellow logo Oh. Yeah, what the fuck it's called? Is this a phone book? Are you guys new? talking about the phone book? <laughs> yeah, it's yellow pages. It's so old, it's new again. <laughs> yeah. It's like this new retro thing that they're doing where musicians can find each other. Um, I did. I found one more. I dug through all my notes and I found one more. So you guys, it's all y'all from here. But well, well, once um, you're done asking questions, we'll just jam. Hell yeah, yeah. That's, that sounds easier. Um, so you've obviously, you know, you've been playing music since you were three and have been chasing that dream since but if you weren't a musician what would you want to do i'd be an artist no i feel like that's this i mean like if it's okay so uh-uh. you, uh, oh no uh-uh. okay so you'd like you would it, like your mom paint. does art what would too, be your right? paint would be your medium like acrylic i I, I like to draw a lot yeah sorry i found the name what is it <laughs> jam card that is the name that's the name. This is it. Jam card with a yellow logo. Told you. It's the Spotify logo turned sideways. <laughs> it do- is it really? Pretty much. Seems derivative. Uh, there's going to be... There's going to be talk it's about that. Paint. It's invite only? Yeah. Yes, I paint. That's awesome. And so so your your mom paints, your dad... My dad also music. paints. Your mom <laughs> painted your album cover, right? She did. Yeah. She's so talented. She's actually... Um, her and I were scheming on my way over here on that, like two-hour drive from nashville (laughs) i was was talking to my mom um about we want to do this really cool backdrop like this mural thing for um for my upcoming tour this summer and so she's gonna paint she's gonna paint this really cool thing that kind of ties in a lot of references from some of my different songs like i have a song called strawberry moon and Mm -hmm. then i've got like i've got some visual aspects to my songs so we're gonna try and create like a visual representation of my music that's cool Uh, yeah i'm i'm really really stoked about it so me and my mom are gonna get real artsy here in a few days so did they i mean did they ever it seems like I, i can't see my upbringing was so backwards from yours like i came from a place where i remember asking for instruments and being like, hey, this is, and my parents were like, here's a baseball glove and go to school. And it sounds like you came from such a nurturing, creative environment. I, I can't are even you, like wrap Are you throwing head. shade at your parents right yeah. now? Yeah. Hey, Aww. mom, I wanted those drums. <laughs> mom, I wanted oh, to be hey, an it's artist. It's never too late. No, it's not. It's on I'm paper bass lessons right now. There you go. On, I'm thinking about pictures of Dylan's family and he's just wearing a beret and all pouty in it. <laughs> Sailor, yeah. just an angry little sailor. You just nail cigarettes. <laughs> Life. They just don't understand me. Life is shit. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't go. Away. I was trying to ask a question, but this came about me. What's it like to have cool parents? <laughs> <laughs> 
like support you and love you and shit. All I got was a stupid baseball glove. Oh, no, it's pretty great. You guys should try it. Yeah. Baseball was cool, too. I will baseball say is cool. She was tight. Baseball's tight. Hell yeah. Well, that didn't go anywhere. <laughs> Sorry, no. everyone. No, my, my parents are, are awesome, and, and I was definitely very fortunate yeah. to be born to them. It yeah. sounds like it. Are they yeah. still in Hilton Head as well? They are. Right on. I don't know why you leave. Uh, it is very it beautiful. Like yeah. Yes, it's a parent dice. Parent dice. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. Oh, I've got, I've got my dad's terrible sense of humor. <laughs> it's fantastic. That was a dad joke. Yes, it was. Do you guys have more? It looks like you're itching to play some music, Will. Yeah, I think we're I think we're itching. I think we've done what we're gonna do with yeah. the words, and now I'm gonna quit talking.
super cool. It's been a, a roller coaster of a day. Yeah. yeah. It's been a long, long day. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us. Totally. Yeah, thank you so much for coming down. I really appreciate it. So we're going to end our segment with my favorite time, show and tell. Save that suggestions. Are you ready? Yeah. Yay. I'm not ready. Hold on, Aaron. Ben's got to put music Ben's got to put the music I gotta put the song on. Oh, what's this? Oh yeah, suggestion. This is our music. plug-in music. I like it. <laughs> well, um, I'm gonna be going on tour this summer, starting at Shaky Knees in Atlanta in May. So, oh, shoot. come check it out. So, if you're listening to this podcast, then you can go to Hannah Wicklin's page and you can find all the tour information. So go check it out. Do that. It'll be fun. You'll be real sad if you don't. Mm-hmm. Thanks for having me, y'all. Thank you for coming. We appreciate it. Aaron, do your show and tell. Here we go. Uh, I recommend everyone check out a song called Point of View by Cornelius. Cornelius is a Japanese, I don't even know how to classify them, a band. Um, They're a drummer. She's inhuman. She's a robot. She's so tight. I can't get over it. Uh, Go look up Point of View. came out in like 2001. They just had a Tiny Desk concert, uh, and they're still killing it, like, 20 years later. So, Cornelius, it's a great band. Everyone should check it out. Check it out. Uh, We'll just, you guys just want to go in order today? I've got my trusty piece of paper here. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I'm going to plug, and this is funny that you mentioned Susan earlier, but Tedeschi Trucks just put an album out. Hell yeah. And it is absolutely fantastic. It is called Signs. Uh, second track on the album is called "I'm Gonna Be There" and it's beautiful and huge. And if you don't, if you're not religious but you want to go to church, maybe go check out Tedeschi Trucks Band. I don't know, they're fantastic. It's if I mean if you know who they are, you already know you like them. If you don't know who they are, you'll like them soon. It's Derek doing Derek things and Susan doing Susan things. So go check that album out. It's called Signs. It'll be you. Yeah. Good. yeah. I'm not even sure if I should plug this because I don't even know if I like it yet or not, but I've been <laughs> listening to a lot of this band, and they're called Sheepdog Wolf. Yeah. And their drummer's really good, and they're just kind of weird. Uh, it kind of reminds me of, like, a Dirty Projector's kind of just, like, strange... They're just strange songs. Like weird sound design lots of, But stuff. there's lots of harmonies, and the, the, the singer has a great voice, and uh, their drummer is fantastic, so... Check them out. What's it called? And let me know if you like them, because I'm not sure if I do yet or not either. <laughs> Who is it? Sheepdog Wolf. Sheepdog Sheep and Wolf. Okay, for sure. My suggestion this week is actually a teaser for an album that's coming out by the great Sam G. Sam yeah. my favorite producer. It's called Phosphine, and he put a teaser out that's like three minutes of all the different tracks that are on it, and this kid is fucking insane. Yeah. So I recommend everyone listening to it but also be on the lookout for his album coming out pretty soon and it's gonna it's gonna make make changes <laughs> make changes oh, yeah. to, the Change world. Oh, yeah. to the soundcloud crew you know so yeah there you have Aaron it on the spot all right i've got one which is it's an album though everyone should go listen to lenoy's by neil young okay it's not current but no, that's it's fine. fucking rad and uh I don't know. It's just him and a guitar. It's really cool. Hell yeah. yeah. Check it out. We will. Sweet. And they will too. Thank you so much again for coming and doing this. I know it was a long drive. We appreciate it. It was (laughs) was awesome. I had so much fun. You guys are great. And Nefertiti. Kitty. Such a sweetie. Cherry on top.
hey, yes. we'll see you next time. Everybody go check out Hannah Wicklin and the Stepping Stones. If they're coming to your city, don't miss it. She'll have we new music We would love soon. to have you. Yeah, new music's out in April. Love you guys. Rock and roll, baby. Woo.